calling all detectives. All kinds of objects can tick. And I once heard a ticking that was the sound of death. That is the situation on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. Every private detective knows what I, Jerry Browning, tell you. That there's a time for everything, even murder. It was about one in the morning. I'd had a hard day, gone home early, and was sound asleep when the persistent ringing of my phone yanked me awake. Mr. Browning, you don't know me, but you've got to help me. My life is in danger. There's someone in my piano factory who... Hello? Hello? Who is this? What's that ticking? I got no answer to my questions, but that strangling noise through the telephone earpiece spoke for itself. It sounded like only one thing. Murder. I didn't waste time trying to trace the call. Instead, I dressed and headed for police headquarters. I didn't have to go all the way to headquarters. The fire engines and police cars streaking through the streets toward the Olympus Piano Factory told me which way to head. The Piano Factory was an inferno of flames. I worked my way through the fire lines, found Police Lieutenant Dawson. Jerry, what are you doing here? There's somebody in the factory. He phoned me just a few minutes ago. It was almost an hour before the flames were brought under control. And by then, the piano factory was a mass of debris. Lieutenant, there's a body over here. Dawson and I picked our way over the still smoldering timbers. It's the watchman, Jerry. The poor guy must have suspected something. Dawson, I can't prove it yet. But I'd stake my life. He was dead before the fire started. Mr. Browning, your suspicions were right. This man had no smoke in his lungs. He was dead before the fire at the piano factory started. I nodded. Tender Dawson. Have you any dope on how the fire started? Not too much, Jerry. Police had vats of resin for waxing the piano strings and lacquers for wood finishing. Both are highly inflammable. Who's in charge of the place, Dawson? Dawson frowned. Well, it's kind of complicated. Come on into my office, Jerry. The man waiting in Dawson's office was Raymond Grant. I hurried down as soon as I heard the radio broadcast about the fire. Are you the owner, Mr. Grant? Oh, dear me, no, no, indeed. The Olympus Piano Company is a corporation with stockholders in all parts of the country. I was formerly executive secretary to Mr. Lawler, chairman of the board. Yeah? Why did you get fired? Grant blushed. I'm still with the company, sir. I meant that Mr. Lawler is no longer connected with it. He, he resigned a few days ago. Dawson spoke up. Where's Lawler now? Well, I'm sorry, sir. I don't know. About then, a uniformed man brought in a report from the fire marshal. No trace of arson at the factory had been found yet, but they discovered something else. The company's safe, wide open, and empty. Grant's face turned a sick green. There was $38,000 in that safe. Thirty-eight grand. We don't know how the fire started, but at least we know why. I nodded. Mr. Grant, was the safe manually operated or on a time device? Manually, Mr. Browning, why? Just wondering about that ticking I heard. The police search for Clark Lawler, the piano company's chairman of the board, started that same night. By morning, it was evident that he'd disappeared, walked out of his apartment the night before, and simply vanished. Lawler's our man, Jerry. Got fired from a soft job, decided to clean out the company. 
Night watchman must have caught Lawler at the safe, so Lawler had to kill him. That makes sense, Dawson. But what was the ticking I heard? Ah, you were half asleep. You probably heard the clock on your own table. Maybe. Except that there is no clock on my table. Mr. Browning, the Acme Night Patrol Service, manufactures most of the clocks night watchmen use on their rounds. Our clocks record as well as tell time. No watchman worth his job would be found dead without an Acme recording clock. You don't say. Well, we found a night watchman without one, and he was dead. Yes, Mr. Browning, the Western Employment Agency provided the night watchman for the Olympus Piano Factory. He was uh, Angus McDowell, 62, bachelor. I understand he lived at the factory during the day. You haven't told me anything I don't already know. Such foolish question. You ask me about ticks, Mr. Browning. Everything ticks. Clocks, watches, gears, motors, steam pipes, keys, radios, teeth, metronomes, water faucets, firecrackers, and the breeze rattling a window shutter. In my opinion, Mr. Browning, the entire universe ticks. Thanks, Mr. Vandervog. You told me exactly what I need to know. I listened to the sound in a music shop, and that was it. A metronome, a small, precise time interval measuring instrument that most pianists use. That afternoon, I poked around in the ruins of Lawler's office at the burned factory, found bits of just such an instrument. Okay, so now I knew what had caused the ticking, and it wasn't the spinning of the universe. When Raymond Grant walked into Dawson's office, he acted like a bored, busy man. You gentlemen wish to see me? Yeah. Mr. Grant, we haven't located Mr. Lawler yet. In fact, we don't have much hope of locating him. Alive. But we have found the night watchman, Angus McDowell. He's in the next room. Let's go talk to him. Grant did a foolish thing. He tried to run and ran square into a husky cop guarding the door. We didn't need to produce the night watchman to make Grant confess. And a good thing, too. Since we didn't have the watchman, then. Grant confessed that he'd got rid of the watchman the day of the fire by getting him a job in Savannah, Georgia, at a friend's factory down there. Then Grant lured Lawler to the factory. Lawler got suspicious, called me, but too late. Grant killed him, dressed the body in the night watchman's old clothes, set the fire that reached the chemical vats, and set off the explosion. Well, we got the night watchman back to testify once we found out where he was, and that's all there was to it. I'd always suspected Grant, because I remembered Lawler's words just as clearly as the ticking. He'd said, my piano factory. And he said it like a man who really thought it was his factory. Like I said, there's a time for everything, including the moment when a killer gets his first and last look at the chair. Listen next time to Calling All Detectives. Mystery drama, mystery quiz. And a chance for you to match wits with yours truly, Jerry Browning, Private Detective.